Welcome back to another episode of Stained Crown with your hosts, Elvis Ramos and Joey Chavez. For the video format, you can also watch on youtube.com forward slash I am Elvis Tattoo. Enjoy. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. Crownthecity.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Chavez here at Trusted Tattoo, and we're here with another podcast with my boy Elvis. Always, as always, my boy Elvis. So what's in the up, house, everybody? Elvis Welcome Ramos. back. Welcome back. And today we have our very special guest today, Zach James. Zach James yeah, is in the house, up? and I've really been looking welcome, forward welcome. to this podcast. I've really been looking not not just because you got the perfect freaking podcast voice, not just he because does. I noticed that as soon as I, I heard it, I was like, oh my god, this guy, this guy <laughs> should be on radio, right? Yeah, He's got the voice of radio. 100%. Yeah. It is what it is. But not just because you're an awesome YouTuber, but I mean, you just got so many interesting stories. You got a lot of information. I just I've been really, really interested in just having this time to talk with you, sit and talk with you. Every time we talk, I'm always learning some new stuff. And I love that. I love that back and forth. So let's, uh, yeah. let's just start this out with, uh, getting to know you better. So Zach, how did you start getting into your career of filming content, doing the YouTube? Yeah. Let's start from the beginning. Like, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. You tripped I mean, over a camera in the, in the yard and you were like, Oh, let me start from that. Nah, I mean, the thing is, um, with any aspect of my family's history, Going back the last thousand years, we're very much a fuck you family. Nice. <laughs> so we said fuck you to the Romans and then got crucified. <laughs> then we Roman Empire fell. We established our trade routes in the Mediterranean. And then we start kind of fucking our way through like royalty and like riches and things of this nature. But we as a family have always been more of a I'm going to do it myself, my way, no matter which way. And Coming out of high school, I had so many opportunities as it related to politics and law and even uh, military. And I've always felt that I wanted to give myself the opportunity of opportunities. My parents said, you know, you're a genius. And I said, you're correct. So I'm going to do something that's going to look stupid, but yeah. give it a few years. It's going to be the smartest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And so Just you trust do. Me. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Trust, trust your little autistic child. There you go. <laughs> Some people say it's a superpower. On that note, too, though, like my son, ADHD, I know I've got ADHD. I've never been uh, documented ADHD because back when I was young, they just thought I was a hyper motherfucker and that I just needed to get my ass whooped a little bit. But apparently I got the ADHD as well. And like oh, yeah, my I son, that. I see that I'm trying. To, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm high energy. <laughs> I do a lot of things. I almost have to. I almost have to do more things than the average in order to stay level where I'm at. My son, he's been struggling with it in school, having trouble in school you know, having issues with staying focused and things like that. I had the same problem when I was young. And so I'm trying to help him through this. We're getting books on ADHD, talking about other like famous, quote unquote, famous people that have these, yeah. uh, these different traits, you know, Will Smith's got ADHD, Justin Timberlake's got ADHD. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of people that are like high performing individuals yeah. that have these, you know, what they call, I don't know if it's a disability. I don't know what you, but to me, it seems like a superpower. You know, yeah, at least how you use it, I guess. It's built-in persistence, basically. Well, I mean, if you were Superman and one day you randomly had x-ray vision <laughs> and you saw a bunch of people naked, then yeah, that might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're able to opt more into it, accept it, make it part of who you are and learn how to use it, then yeah, it becomes a superpower. Yeah. So you exactly. have to exactly find that balance of recognizing your difference, but also recognizing it's who you are. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I mean, if you watch any superhero story, it's not about the guy who found out he had powers and suddenly put on a suit. And it all worked out. 
It's all about somebody who recognizes something that's different about them mm-hmm. and learning why they're different and then opting more into it. The story yeah. of a hero isn't about somebody with powers. It's somebody who recognizes what they have and choosing to do something with what they have. I like that. I like that totally exactly. true. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's freaking awesome. So so what, what was the first platform that you hopped on? I think it's a little, okay. I, I know where you're going. I know I was, where you want to go. I was just wondering like, if, if MySpace was, a, was, was MySpace I mean, the it was LiveJournal. It was MySpace. Oh. Uh, it was Facebook. Yeah. It was YouTube. I mean, there was a big controversy years ago when MySpace was a thing where MySpace literally blocked YouTube video links because they didn't want. Uh, I, think I remember that. Yeah, I think I remember what that. What do you mean? Like, like if there was a link on MySpace you couldn't click it to get anywhere else? Yeah, they did not want YouTube to compete with MySpace Video because yeah. people like Jeffree Star and Charles Trippy were taken off of MySpace. Yeah. And oh. YouTube was becoming an alternative for those people as well. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That make that makes total sense. So, okay, so you graduate high school, you got these opportunities. Mm. Hey, you want to continue the family legacy to fuck you to society, fuck you, I'm doing it my way, right? Yeah. So was creating content plan A? And if it was, what was plan B? It wasn't plan A. Got it. Plan B was, I mean, plan A was to make money. 100%. (laughs) I went to high school uh, with somebody who was a couple years younger than me, who was already a successful YouTuber. We were friends before that even happened, uh, hung out, had lunch together. Very intelligent individual. And I had graduated high school with an associate's degree already. And I was kind of figuring out where I'm going to go next. And I'm hanging out with a friend of mine during summer. There he is sitting there uh, creating his own website so that he could have a place to communicate with his fans, which I thought was very interesting. And here he is creating his own bracelets and fulfilling the orders and shipping them out. Okay. So I see this uh, 15, 16-year-old kid uh, who's just firing off on all levels, almost like ADHD. And he's just fulfilling everything across the board. And I thought to myself, this is the opportunity of opportunities. I'll do exactly what you're going to do, which he heard many times, but he always supported the idea. And I decided to not just do what he did, but figured why not learn everything I could before I tried to do it. So I learned how to create a website. I learned coding within two months and I built an entire website from scratch. And then I used my artwork to leverage as a way to uh, obtain interviews with YouTubers. Hey, look, I drew this really cool drawing of you. Oh my God, I love it. Can I use it for merchandising? Sure, but I want an interview from you. We start talking. They tell me all these things about YouTube. (laughs) Off the record stuff too that I keep to myself. Absolutely. But things on the record that I publish. For six months, people thought this website called Pause, Stop, Rewind was ran by 20 professional journalists. It was just me as an 18-year-old screwing around trying to learn everything I could about YouTube. Wow. And by the time summer turned into fall and winter, December 2019, I dropped one of my first YouTube videos. I already had Shane Dawson lined up for a shout-out because I did his merchandising. Oh, shit. And, um, okay. Along with him and a few of his friends who were popular at the time. And I said, okay, I want your shout outs now. (laughs) So they give me their shout outs. I become a YouTube partner, which was a very hand selected thing back in the day. First month of January, 
made twenty dollars. Second month of February, made two hundred. Third month of March, I made two thousand. By October of that same year, I was making over ten thousand dollars a month off of YouTube. Bad ass. Is that still a thing? Can that still be done? We, ugh. It, Is it? What's more difficult? I'm sure it's so saturated now. It's it's saturated, but the way I did it, in the sense of knowing somebody, proving that you can use your own talents and skills to provide value to people that they know. Okay, I'll interview. I'll give you a platform to talk about yourself. And then utilizing that information and data to flip it into your own career opportunity, that is still a possibility today. But if you wanted to dive into it with nothing like that, then yeah, you have to look at the landscape quite differently. It's not YouTube gotcha. anymore. It's like TikTok or Facebook. Yes, mm. yes, yeah, yes. And you know, yeah, let's not get too far into that because that <laughs> is definitely going to be another question. That's going to be another question further down. But sweet, um, sweet. I look so, forward to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, I really, I mean, love what you're going. I love what we're saying already. I, I, I mean, you might have already said this, but what do you consider like? I don't know, like your big break to your career. Like, what do you? Is it working working with those guys that you worked with already? Or so when you have a career that is always evolving, yeah. you're going to have multiple breaks. Yeah. So you don't have one big break. True. Anyone who's ever made success out of anything says, yeah, I do have that one defendant moment that took me from something to nothing or nothing to something. But you have to always be something. Yeah. So you always need a break. For me, it was the video that hit a million views or the video that went so viral, I was covered in multiple media outlets. Nice. Or me walking into a meeting and pissing off a CEO so much that he still give me half a million dollars. And some people are like, that's a big break. You actually buckled my CEO and made him give you what <laughs> you wanted when he said he was never going to do that. Yes. So every moment in your career is a big breaking moment. Those all sound like pretty hardcore, badass big breaks. I like yeah, that. it's like back to back. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You gotta so be breaking been... backs all day long. I know? like yeah, it, I like right. it. No, it's just, and again, like with me, like, I got, I got a, I got a break I'm working on right now. We were discussing it earlier and I'm just similar situation where it's like, Hey, I'm ready to invest. I'm ready to do some stuff. And it's just a matter of, of just getting it done. And it's just, oh man, it, it, it really, to me, it, it seems like it's been patient. Like I've waited a long time for it, but it's just like, everything seems to line up that I've been working hard on this whole time. The whole path that I've been on has reached to this point, yeah. you know, and it feels really good. It feels really good. Even like with this podcast and everything we're doing, like yeah. everything just seems to be aligning. Yeah. It seems like all these things are starting to add up and starting to actually show some substance, you know. But that's what it comes down to is you have to allow your pebble to settle in and turn into a beach. It's every little thing does add up. You yeah. have your bad day. Everyone's going to have a bad day. But what do you do on that bad day makes it different? And yeah. You have a good day. Everybody has a good day, but what you do on that day is also going to make it different. Yes. You know, you have to always define and redefine yourself. You always have to add onto adding onto adding. The day that you allow yourself to relax is the day you take a step backwards, in my opinion. Now, a vacation day is a okay thing to do. Mm -hmm. But when you look around and you see all these little moments start to add up, yeah. and, you, and you think, well, here's this person over here. To my left, Johnny. Johnny just took a big leap off of one little opportunity. Yeah. 
that I wish I could have, that I would have taken, that I would have utilized. Now you're focusing on Johnny, not focusing on you. Yeah. Don't worry about Johnny. Yeah. Don't worry about Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, trying to keep up with Johnny, you know, worry about what Johnny's doing. Yeah. And we don't. I mean, honestly, we don't. What we're doing, yeah. we're doing. And even like with with the podcast and and everything we got going on in our industry, our industry is unique to the fact that it's not as saturated as most industries. And I think mainly because a lot of tattooers are very like reclusive and they don't want to be like out in the open. They don't want to like share a lot of their knowledge. The tattoo industry yeah. as a whole has been very, again, hidden. This is the way I do it. This is the way our thing is. And we're not like that. Yeah. We're, we're willing to share. We're willing to talk to anybody. We're willing to work with anybody. And, uh, and again, it just shows with the people that we're meeting, the people we're working with all the time. And I just, yeah. like for my next question, for instance, um, like who are your professional influences? I mean, it sounds like to me, you kind of wrote your own path and you're, you know, walking your own path, but who could you say like, I wanted, I want to be like this person or this person influenced this or influenced that. I'm going to tell you right now, just like I told you earlier, you personally, just that one moment that we had a few months back, it feels like yesterday you had influenced what I'm doing. And I was already on this path, but again, to see somebody that's performing at a higher level makes me say, Oh, if Zach can do it, Joey can do it. I just gotta, I just gotta buckle down. So who, yep. who did that for you? I would say there's always a moment in life where you come across somebody that makes you take a step back and re-examine yourself. I'm a person who grew up around the world. You know, I, I've been in many different countries, in many different environments where I had to take a step back and question who I was and how would I fit in today's world. And that was a childhood ago. Fast forward, you know, 15 years later, we're dealing with this environment that's extremely woke which yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's actually a fairly good thing. But I come from this position of going, I'm a comedian. I like yeah. to have fun. I should have fun. I should be able to make fun. Exactly. But I'm also coming from a place where I feel like the rest of the world is now trying to catch up with a perspective that I've always had. Yeah. But I've also had that perspective and matured it and come to a certain level of comfort with it. And when I ask myself what individuals deal with that, I think comedy and comedians in general is a very great example of this. When people think about comedy, they think about a laugh or a joke. Yeah. But when you take a step back and you look at Greek theater and Greek philosophy, comedy and tragedy go hand in hand. True. You have to have a tragic moment to create comedy. I mean, that's why America's Funniest Home Videos, nothing but a bunch of children getting hurt. <laughs> I mean, it's tragic. <laughs> you don't want point. your own that's son or daughter getting hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they're stupid and they trip over something, you know, they, they you know, uh, pull like a water gun off in their face and they splash their faces. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is, but it's tragic. Yeah. Which is why it's funny. True. Really? And I think we're in a oh. part of the world where most people are trying to still get past the point of tragedy. You know, racism, sexism, uh, all these different positions of life where people are trying to figure out who they are against a tragic moment so they can laugh about it. When I look at comedians like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. Geniuses. Dave Sappel, even. Genius. Louis Black. Um, Louis Black is a little bit different, but you're dealing with these comedians that have these tragic moments in their life. They're... Very, um, I don't want to say they're depressed. Yeah, they have moments of depression, but they're not depressed people. They're real human beings. Yeah. 
They're human beings that seem so extraordinary because they can make us laugh about things that we would never normally laugh about. And they're doing that because they understand their own tragedy. Yeah. So I come from this position of, I am tragic. You know, I, I didn't grow up knowing my father. I have autism. I moved around a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to where I have childhood friends. Uh, all these different scenarios where I could choose to be a victim, to be tragic, or I can choose comedy and have fun with it. And so people like Robin Williams, uh, though he passed away. Rest in uh, peace, are, rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> but he's in a great example of what it means to be tragic and still be funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, and this is a little this is a little off topic, but I mean, just taking it back to your your YouTube site, the Yo Mama site. I mean, I just, I can't stop watching him now. I was just, I, I didn't even really know about him until I saw, but now I just keep watching. I'm just watching him over and over. It's, and some of them aren't like even that funny of jokes, but like the animation itself makes you laugh. And too. that voice, that, that dude, <laughs> he almost sounds like, um, this actor. I can't remember. He, it is that actor. That's the thing, right? No, it's not. No. Oh, it's not that You know guy. who I'm talking about though, right? Patrick a, Warburton. Yeah. The tick. The tick, exactly the tick, that yeah. guy. Like it's Joe not him. Family so it's not. So yeah, it's not Joe, him. exactly. Yeah. No, it's not he's, him. He's a very good impersonator. Then it sounds just be, like that motherfucker for sure. It does. Yeah. He is an impersonator, and the reality is, when we made the show, my direction was, what asshole would tell you mama jokes, <laughs> and think they're so funny? Yeah. It has to be a white guy who never outgrew his frat face. Yes. And it has to be overly masculine. Totally and it's that, not. Right? The jokes itself is who telling the jokes that would make it funny. Exactly. Yeah. And that's 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 what that shows too. It does. Hundred percent. It totally does, dude. I love it. I love so it. so you said you were you were an artist in the in the beginning and that's how you were leveraging um getting those interviews with those people. Did yeah. you did you uh work on any of the the artwork for the for those videos for the Yo Mama uh page? No, I um at this point in time I was already a content creator. Or I had my own personality, my own name, known as Outback Zach. Outback Zach. <laughs> yes, Outback Zach. I had a very uh, diversified accent. And a lot of people would put me in, in the Australian category because of my accent. So that's like 15 years ago, coming out of high school. But as I'm this content creator, this guy who's making his videos, screaming in a fucking bathroom of all places, <laughs> I'm making a lot of money. I'm getting a lot of views. But the content I'm making is not the quality content that can stick around for 10 years. Maybe it's good in the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when I look to my left and my right, I see this amazing animation. Humorous, funny, but high quality. Yes. And it's not getting the same views I'm getting. Why not? And so it came down to understanding something that talented people did not understand but then taking a step back and going, you know what? These people have more talent than I do. So why not bring in more people with more talent than me and then fill in the gap of the knowledge they don't have yes. and create the animation studio that should exist? Yes. There you go. Which is? Anime. Animated memes. Animated memes, dude. Is that, is that the, the company name? Animated memes? Yeah, anime. Animeme. Yeah. Oh, anime. got you, got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they are nice. they are really high quality. They're very well done. I mean, I yeah. love I love them all. Is that um is it Vector? 
Is it all vector work? Is it done in Photoshop? What's what um, software are they using? Uh, they mostly use Flash. Flash. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. As a matter of fact, is... my animation director is an old Newgrounds guy. Uh, Newgrounds is a big popular animation website. Yeah, so I remember today. Newgrounds. I used to go on there a lot. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I, I know Tom. I know of Tom Fulp. Like, we know of each other. We talk a little bit. Uh, he's the guy that runs Newgrounds. So, I somehow secured the godfather of animation from Newgrounds. Badass. Yeah, sure. and it's like people wonder why is this high quality animator working with this douchebag <laughs> to make you mama jokes? And the guy goes, "Dude, he's been paying me for ten fucking years." <laughs> yes, and like I can actually yeah. save money for yes. once in my life. Absolutely, because that's the thing about animators—they're working from job to job, you know, studio to studio. There's isn't like studio work anymore. There's like a constant studio work. Same thing with voice actors or with most creatives. And that's the big thing about my animation studio is like, um, if you're on my team, if you are now getting paid regularly, my goal is to make sure that you can retire. So I'm at a situation where I can go, I'm done. I could walk away today, retire. I'm done. I never have to work a day in my life. But I've had people that worked for me for the last nine to 10 years to put me into that situation. Yes, yes. And I'm not going to walk away from those four or five individuals mm -hmm. until they can retire too. There you go. You know, that to me is very important. Absolutely. I'm sometimes, some might say the most important, really. Yeah. Up in your team, get that bag, you know? Ideally, yeah. it should be important. Yeah. But you got to do it in a way where you respect yourself and you respect those around you and you don't jeopardize the company. You don't jeopardize the financial situation. You don't, you don't create a false narrative of like, you know, it's always going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You create the narrative of like, look, you do your damn job. Yeah. You work hard. I will make sure you're rewarded. Yeah. There will be a left foot and a right foot moment where you feel like you're doing a little bit more work and you're not getting paid what you should. <clears throat> But then there's going to be a moment where you're going to get overpaid. Yeah. Because that's rewarding. It's going to come back at some point. Absolutely. And I'm going to create whatever situation I can to make sure that you feel like you're stable and you can actually have room to breathe. It's freaking awesome. That's the goal right there. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, for real. When did, when did you trademark your mama? When did you, when did you trademark that? Oh, um, I would say that had to happen around 2013, 14, or 15. Got it. Yeah. It's like it's one of those trademarks. Yeah, we yeah. own the trademark. He owns it. You what? cannot you cannot produce your mama anything without paying this man, right? <laughs> uh yes and no. Oh, okay. I mean, trademarks yeah. are very tricky in the sense where if you want to own a trademark like your mama, yeah, you have to make sure that you're very specific about what you're trying to own. Ah. And so there's been people that are trademarking your mama as like a food brand. We can't trademark that. We can't say no to that. I mean, we're a cartoon. Mm. I can't deny and your mama's been around for a long time. It's been around, yeah. yeah, it has. You know, before us. So we trademark it in a way to protect our identity with a greater identity, but never in a way to limit the creativity of the rest of society. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. See? I like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just a different kind of, I don't know. I mean, and maybe it's how old you are. Maybe it's just the, the times, but it seems like you as a business owner are doing it right. You know what I mean? It seems like you're doing it right. You're you're trying to protect your people. You're still trying to make money. You're still trying to do it, but you're doing it right. One of the things that I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will tell me the same thing. Like, hey, 
you know, oh, this or that, you're, you're, you're doing this, or you should not let people do this or that. Like to me, I value my team more than I value this, this deal. I value yeah. my team more than I value this opportunity right here, you know? And I think that's something which is what has kept my people with me and kept the team growing and evolving because we show that value, that respect for, for not only them, but for each other. You know? Yeah. Well, a good metaphorical example would be you and your team can be a physical body. You can enjoy a sport, but are you going to risk your health for the benefit of the sport? No. No. You know, are you going to play football with the idea that you have multiple concussions? Some will, some don't. But we're having these challenging conversations about health-related sports. Your body is your team. You can go out and make your money and abuse your team, your body, as much as you want. But at some point in time, your team, your body will get out on you. Yep. And that's the situation I try to avoid. Yes. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's almost a great way of putting it. Yeah. Like, I mean, the other, the other day, I mean, I did two days in a row where I kept working till four in the morning. You know what I mean? It was like one day, boom, and the next day, boom. And it was like the third, the day after that, I'm like, fuck this. And it like destroyed me on that next day yeah. where I couldn't. I mean, it was my day off, so it was cool, but it's like I couldn't enjoy my family because I was sleeping, you know what I mean? And even when I woke up, I was kind of drained and I was like sore and like, well, you got to spend the time, like you said, respect your body too. And I almost yeah. pushed myself too hard to try to rep for the team and to try to say, oh no, we're getting, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to get it done. Mm -hmm. But it's a good point. Like don't risk your body for the, for the game, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Live to fight another day almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As as the as the unit too, you know, because you are part of the unit. So if 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 you're the left arm and you freaking work yourself to that point, you know, then we're limited. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So definitely gotta. Luckily, we're righties. Balance it, balance it. Well, I'm limited on the alcohol, so I'm gonna grab me another drink. Grab yeah, one. yeah, grab one, brother. Where we got these white cloths? We got these white cloths. So, um, I mean, you work with a lot of people. I mean, when I was at your place, I mean, you brought in a lot of different YouTubers, a lot of people that were doing big things in their, in their own right. Um, I was impressed just seeing the videos and just seeing the way, the way Kate, you know, Kate's personality just, oh my God. Like, I don't think I've ever even met a person like her before in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amazing human being. But like, who do you see yourself? Uh, is there anyone in the future that you want to work with? Is somebody like, oh, I really don't want to work with X, Y, Z. I remember we were over there. We had a situation where we we're going to do a contest with Mr. Beast didn't end up working out because of COVID and whatnot. But is there anyone that you could say right now, like, I want to work with them in the future? I would say I like to work with a lot of the, I want to say new generation of influencers, but like the, there is a Logan Paul, Jake Paul generation that we recognize. Yeah. Those were the buying kids that went on to YouTube, that went on to Facebook, that end up becoming bigger than YouTubers. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for them and I and I've talked to these individuals before and you know I've had them at my own events and vice versa but I think there's a part of me that wants to work with a mainstream traditional sense of an influencer yeah. and kind of flip it on its head and and be like almost like a um I like to create a situation with an influencer that people love and respect but also know that they're kind of an asshole or they're too cocky yeah. and, and have them in a situation where someone like me, you know, I'm an asshole. I can be cocky, but there's a certain charm to it. There's a certain wit and awareness to it. 
and I want to be able to work with influencers in kind of a anti-influencer way. I want to work with influencers that are able to make fun of themselves for who they are, okay. that can recognize their faults. You know, I mean, Jake Paul and Logan Paul are driving up and down a, a beach in Puerto Rico, smashing turtles' eggs all day, mm. and they're like, oh, well, it was a private beach. It's like, you know, I have private beaches in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they do that. Okay. So when I think about a situation like that, I go, it'd be cool to work with an influencer who can make fun of themselves like that. Yeah. You know, where maybe they're just driving up and down a private yard, pretending like it's not private at all. <laughs> People that can make fun of themselves. Yeah. You know, influencers that can take a step back and be like, I'm a big name, but I made a big mistake. And I'm willing to make a big laugh out of it. Yeah. And, I, and that almost seems, it seems more real that way to me too as well. Because I mean, people do that stuff all the time. I mean, people, the other day I went up to Lake Arrowhead. I was thinking about buying some property up there. Turns out that Lake Arrowhead is a private lake. You're not even allowed on the lake. It gets owned by a corporation. So you can't even go in the lake without having a pass to go on this lake. And I'm like, people That's are looking lame. at me crazy. And I'm like, what, dude? I'm just checking out properties and stuff. They're like, oh, well, where do you, you know? Where's you, your property? Like, are where you registered where you here? Buying, I, we don't know you. Because they all know each other because they all own the property. You know what I mean? And it's just. That was lame, bro. I was excited for you, dude. I was almost going to. I'm still going to buy property up there. I'm still oh, going to buy okay, property okay, up there. Okay. But then I'm going to buy it right outside, right outside that boundary. You know what I mean? It's going to be cool. Just buy a fucking square foot inside. And do I own this people do that. Foot, bitch? No, that's a thing. <laughs> Apparently there's people that buy. So there's this, it's called Arrowhead Woods, right? And you have to buy within this red boundary. I actually have the paperwork. Right? I can show you this boundary. And there's people that live like 20 feet from the fucking lake, bro, that aren't allowed in it because they're just outside that red boundary. It sound it doesn't even sound like America to me, bro. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> in California? Oh, it sounds up. real America to me. Everyone right? knows what they own here. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. you're absolutely right, dude. Not only that, but I'm talking to this real estate agent, right? And I'm like, well, what are the odds of this line moving? He goes, Oh, that's a solid as concrete, bro. Ain't nothing ain't never moving. And I'm thinking in my head, well, we vote, motherfucker. How's that yeah, not gonna like, move? You know what I mean? But it's moving a couple it's feet. Not about who you vote for, it's about who's getting paid for what. That's what it is. I um I I got to be careful about this because I can't say details so people know who I am. Got it. Got it. I'll say this. Um, as you'll talk more with me, you'll understand that there's a lot of public information I try to hold back. Because mm -hmm. last year I pissed off a bunch of neo-Nazis <laughs> and they're trying to find out where I live. Oh, oh no. man. They think they have my address. They don't. They have a different Zach James address. <laughs> okay. Who lives okay. in the same like area that i live in who's also ceo of my industry wow yeah so oh, i gotta be careful about this yeah, um yeah. i think in a lot of ways where i uh, graduated high school from i had a high school friend of mine that recently visited me and he's like hey man funny enough our mayor got in a shootout with the cops <laughs> i'm like what are you talking what? about like yes yeah, so, are you watching <laughs> it was a real situation so so there are some places that are so corrupt that the cops are going after the mayor because he's running drugs without cutting them in on it. What? Yeah. So his own cops are fighting with a different set of cops. And Holy it's moly. all corruption. So like when money's involved, it doesn't matter who's getting voted. That money's still True. there. Holy shit. shit. Yeah. Next. Let's uh let's go. Let's let's just let's just go to it. We're kind of where you were at earlier. What's your favorite platform right now? And why is it your favorite platform? Spotify. Nice. That's right. Get yeah, out of town. Right. 
I'll tell you why. I, um, I've been doing this shit for 12 years. And when you look at YouTube, when you look at Facebook, when you look at a lot of these uh, platforms, there's an algorithm that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's an algorithm behind the algorithm behind the algorithm. Okay. And it's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't go into all the details because of NDAs and stuff. But what I will say is I recently started doing music. Yes. Uh, the music was a way for me to create music that I could license myself at a cheaper price than what I could get from like Sony or Universal. So like put into your own content? Yeah. Okay. We got to put some of this stuff on. We got to put some of this stuff on. So as I started to look up Spotify and its algorithm, I was like, wow, you don't have to worry about all these weird little things that Facebook or YouTube is doing. So for example, YouTube algorithm is part of a Google AI algorithm. I have no idea for this. Which one? The Google? Google AI. Okay. So basically, Google AI is scraping Wikipedia to create contextualized data behind key terms in order for YouTube to create some sense of measurement as a way to determine if words are ad-friendly or not without being responsible for that measurement. So my case scenario, my brand Yo Mama is limited on recommendations on YouTube because we're called maternal insult, according what? to Wikipedia. Maternal insult. On the technicals. Wow. And so I use Google AI to feed it content, a completely different program than YouTube. I use Google AI um, image. Uh, it was like a type of database where people like me would pay money and feed it content and get data back. No other YouTuber was doing this but me. Nice. And because I was doing this, it kind of shut down some of the features. Basically, I found out that my content had words like violence and racy attached to it. And not just words to it, but on a scale of one to five, it would tell you how racy it was or how violent it was. So where I am, I have a thing called your mama so smart. Your mama so strong. Your mama like complimentary jokes. Yeah. But because of Google AI and Wikipedia, is considered a maternal insult. So because I say your mom is strong, that's considered racy and violent. What? And because of that, YouTube's limiting my recommendations. Wow. You don't have these really weird layered algorithms on Spotify. On Spotify, it's simple. Get a song up to about 20,000 streams. Make sure at least 10% of people that are listening to that song are going to save the music. Boom, you're going to be put into Discover Weekly, and then you're going to grow an audience. Oh, so they have a discoverability. Um, I, I, have, I haven't really looked around Spotify too much since I started uploading to there. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's a, a recommendation section of that. Yeah, I so know that. if you are a Spotify user, you are always getting recommended music through one of several means. Discover Weekly, uh, Release Radar based off of who you follow. And then your daily mix. And, of course, your radio. So if you listen to... I listen to Glass Animals a lot. And every day I get a daily mix of artists that are similar to Glass Animals. But I also get a a Glass Animal radio that will recommend a bunch of music that sounds like them. And then I get Discover Weekly that's based off all the music I listen to. So there's all these discovery points that are trying to push your music out on Spotify. As long as you you do that with podcasts as well? 
or just Got music? It. Be honest with you, this is a great question. I don't know this. Got it. But I do believe that Spotify has the most rewarding algorithm when it comes to getting engagement. Yeah. Okay. People engage, they'll put it out there. So we just got to just keep pushing, tell people to engage. We just start so, putting the podcast so on Spotify. Would you say this Spotify will be on over Apple? Because I'm a blend to both, but I'm not a huge fan of Apple at, at this moment in time. I will say, based off my research, those that advocate for Spotify are the ones that said, look, I have myself on Apple Music as well, but as soon as I start posting to Spotify, I see greater growth. Wow. Because okay. there's an algorithm that rewards that. So we'll upload to both, but definitely push to Spotify is what I'm understanding. <laughs> I mean, is there anything? There's nothing wrong with uploading to as many places as we can, right? Uh, of course. Uh, like, there's uh, and and honestly, when you push to something, uh, you want to give them the options. Be like, yeah, it's on Apple Music, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify. Give them the options, mm -hmm. but Spotify, in my opinion, has the most rewarding algorithm when it comes to content. I like that. I like that. Okay. Well, that's okay. good because we're on it. Yeah, it's good to know. Write that down. Write that That's down, great to know, dude. That's great to know. Man. So you just started putting the music out, you were saying? Or, or something you've kind of like have thought about to dabble in? Or you've already dabbled in before? So I have music that's out on Spotify. I had it out for a month and I never promoted it. Um, And then I started to kind of promote it. And seeing my audience react to it the way that they did has been very amazing and humbling. Um, I think something about music can turn a fan into like a mega fan. You know, music yeah. does really touch somebody in a different way. It really it does. does. Yeah. You like someone's really music, does. you like everything they do. Yeah, I, I believe that. And for me, it was about creating fun music back used for my cartoons but creating amazing music simultaneously yeah it had to be Good quality stuff this um yeah it had to be great i wanted people to listen to it even though they heard it for the first time this as a song and now i see that for every now i see like for every person that listens to it for every two people that listen to it one person is saving it and the other person is following me and those are like really high numbers for us. And we're closed. What the hell? You gotta shut that shit off on Sundays, bro. Put a fucking timer or something. Maybe come in and see. Oh just answer it. Just tell them, like, hey, we're busy. Quick break. Quick, quick water break. Right, we gotta hydrate our uh, camera guy. Absolutely. He's parched. It's, it's a, it's a hard. Uh, oh, yeah, it sorry. doesn't. It doesn't taste like anything. It is. Titanium which which simulates water. It simulates water running through a river. Yeah, you heard about that Kangen water, Zach? So it's, it's, cool, it's the it's negative like, ionized water. I gotta be honest with you. My interest in water does not extend <laughs> beyond the charge of water. Yeah. Like if it hydrates me, it's not full of shit. Good job. Yeah. But if you there gotta you go. tell me the fucking positive and negative charges of water, I go get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm already. You're like, uh, can I go get some white clothes? Well, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, the Where's ocean, the 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 ocean the has a negative charge, and you're getting that shit every day. So you're getting a big advantage of that by just by living by the harbor. The ocean is huge. That's probably why your hair looks so nice. Well, actually, <laughs> funny enough, because of my background, I I cannot have a beard unless I'm like near the ocean. Otherwise, my face dries the fuck out too quick. 
Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm like, oh shit, okay. straight up Mediterranean. You know, I got, yeah. I got the body hair for Persian, and I got to be near the ocean, but I can drink whole milk like a European. You know, best <laughs> no of both worlds. There you go. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back into this. I don't. Did I ask him about his accomplishments yet? His greatest accomplishment. Um, I didn't. Right. So let's okay. You yeah. asked him about like the the big break, like yeah, to, the big break. Kind of like, let's talk about this. What do you can? I mean, you've done a lot. You're 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 high energy. You're a fucking getting shit done. You're a hustler. I fucking love it. But what do you consider one of your greatest accomplishments? What is your pride and joy? Your baby. Yeah, your, uh, I mean, you got so many. What could you pick? You so could many you, kids. Could you pinpoint one? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, to put it quite simply. The answer I'm going to give you is not the one that you would expect. My greatest accomplishment was being able to say fuck you to my industry, retire my personality, and be more successful than I've ever been. Nice. Back in 2013, spring, I, um, I did an examination of my industry. I recognized that these companies that represented us, the content creators, YouTubers, we're utilizing our collected data, views and numbers, subscribers, etc., to uh, secure large Series A, Series A, and Series B's type funding. You know, thirty plus million dollars. Wow! But they were not using that money to create any sort of infrastructure or content lab that allowed us as content creators to create the content that they should create as a company. Yeah. Instead, they use their numbers, get this money, and then they try to create their own in-house production teams utilizing these Hollywood veterinarians, or not veterinary, veterans. Um, <laughs> veterinary. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to question this guy, but not say shit. Let him keep talking. <laughs> so thank God I can correct myself. Yeah, uh, three white claws in. I still know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Um it was a situation where you look at all these companies that represent you, use your information, secure money, and they start to fail because they're not utilizing you. Yeah. And then they look at you as content creators and kind of go, well, you're failing the industry. And I said, no. I made a video called Enough of the Bullshit. It was about an eight-minute video. Uh, the original video does not exist on YouTube anymore, but there's hundreds of copies. And it's because I told people to download it and upload it everywhere. I broke all my NDAs. Nice. I never said a single company name, but I referenced all the media articles and outlets that were covering, covering this issue. And I said, look, I, as a content creator, I'm going to take a step back from being a personality. Um, I know in this time of me making this video, people often make these videos with the idea that they still have ads on these videos. So they're going to make money off this message yeah. directly. I'm not. I'm going to private all my videos. I'm going to put an ad on this video. I'm done with this YouTube channel. Enough of the bullshit. I can do this better than everybody else. So fast forward nearly nine years later. I am the only content creator to say fuck you to YouTube, fuck you to all the YouTube networks, retire their YouTube channel, and build an entire company out of other YouTubers and do it without any investment. And people look at me as the ideal example of what it means to evolve in my industry. 
And some people go, well, you just still do your mama jokes and that's it. And they think that for a couple of years. And two years go by and they go, guy's still doing your mama jokes and he's still making a lot of money. He's mm -hmm. still pulling in views. Yeah. A lot but, of views. And that's something that kind of makes people head turn. You know, like you gave up something that people want to give up. And then you made something else that no one else would have made. And then you made it work for 10 years that no one else would have made it work for 10 years. Totally. So my accomplishment is me still being here. Absolutely. That's awesome. So that's, so I was going to ask you what you meant by retiring your personality, but now I get it. You know, you, you gave up something that you built that was probably super valuable to basically start something new and come out on top. Yeah. I gave up the bullshit. It wasn't just the bullshit in the industry. It's the bullshit that you have as an influencer personality. I mean, Jake Paul, Logan Paul. I mean, I, I've talked to Logan Paul a couple of times. Real nice guy. I have a lot of respect for him. But there is a certain bullshit that you opt into when you decide to be a personality. Totally. And you go, well, it's scripted. People know it's a joke. But not everyone does. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even kids. Sometimes you sit down in a meeting with a CEO and they go... And this guy is going to pull out his fucking character. And that's who he is. And then you start to talk real numbers and real negotiation tactics. They start to respect you more, but they try to downplay you pretty quick. And you go, no, motherfucker, I'm on the same page as you. I'm a CEO too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there must be a, little, a quick little wake-up call. Like, who do you think you were talking to right now? I know you see my videos and shit, but that's... That's something different, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking business, you know? Absolutely. All business. Yeah. But you got to represent that yeah. in a way. You got to, you can't expect people to put, fill in the gap, right? If people don't know who you are, that kind of falls on you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just here to entertain, but how does no one know I'm not a businessman? Because yeah. you're not telling motherfuckers you're a businessman because you're not showing it. You're just acting like a mm -hmm. dickhead. True. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have that balance. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to be that dickhead, you know? Exactly. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. And see, I decided to wear the gold today. I decided to wear the gold watch, the gold bracelets, because I knew Zach was so money, baby. I was like, I got to right. be money because I got Zach coming in here. He's going to be money all day. I like yeah, that you wore the that, gold that, shape, that, too. That, that, got the gold all that energy, you know? That I fucking love it, dude. I love I have no gold on, but I'm wearing a fucking Louis Vuitton belt. Boom, there you go. I see a gold aura, though. There's a gold aura over there. That's right, bro. Maybe the vodka. Maybe the motherfucker glows. No, you when I first met him, I'm like, this fucking guy, dude. That's why I'm telling you. That's why I was excited to bring you here. When you agreed to do it, I was pumped. I was like, all right, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to get ready to give it turned down. And you said, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was so fucking So, um, So you met him. He called me. He, he called you me. contacted him. He booked a bus. He booked a bus because okay. there was going to be a challenge that he oh, okay, had to okay. keep his finger on an app for as long as oh, he that, could. Okay. And the winner of that gets a certain like, It was like 25000 right? Or something like that? 100000 100000 100, Yeah. And so this is going to be a quick conversation, but basically it was a situation where the date not only got moved twice, but <laughs> yeah. when it finally happened... Like a million of us got kicked off within the first hour, even oh, though we didn't break any rules. No. It was a glitch in the system. Damn it. Are you talking about the the app that Mr. Beast made? Yeah. Oh, it was man. A I've seen so many videos of people just getting fucked over, like people doing a live stream. Yeah. Doing it. And then someone, they did, they have like the the talk to speech uh, thing on. Oh, so the people Siri. donate. And then people will say, like, hey, Siri. And then it 
opens up the Siri thing and it kicks them off the app. Uh, well, that was, was like, one thing. In our case assholes. scenario, in this second competition, we're sitting there with our finger on the app, and then it will say that you didn't... Okay, so on the app, you have to move your finger around every so often to hit yeah. a mark. Well, what happened is, is that there was a ping delay where the mark would be there on your phone, but you didn't see it. And so, because you didn't see it within those five seconds, because that ping delay, yeah, it kicked you out. Oh, so that's not even your but, fault. No, no but here's the cool thing: is he wanted us to be there. He wanted to get tattooed while he was doing this. So it wasn't like he was just going to keep his finger on the fucking app. He yeah. was going to be getting tattooed <laughs> while keeping his finger on the app. Ooh. While chicks were going to be there dancing in his face. Tough. While he's going to have a fucking snake eating fucking mice behind him. I don't know what this guy had all kinds yeah. of shit planned. And it was just his his intensity, you know what I mean? I was super stoked to be a part of it. It didn't go down the way we did, but he still, like, he he booked a day. So he's like, well, just come down and we'll do tattoos and we'll have a good time. And we had a uh, great fucking time. Yeah, that was a day was where so, he moved the competition. Yeah. And I hit you up like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Competition moved. <laughs> so the hype is removed. However, I paid you for something. I'm down for it. I want you to know what you're getting yourself into. I want you to come down with the same energy that you had. Yeah. And you came down with the energy. It was fun. That's how yeah. we do it, bro. That's yeah. how we yeah. do it. That's what people yeah. don't Joey's realize, always got dude. that energy. Man. Yeah, you Joey's... call the body our bus, you're going to get a good time. You got, you're going to yeah. get a good time. It was energy. That's right. I wanted that energy. That's right, yeah. bro. And we had, we do, we had so much fun yeah. up and down the stairs. His peoples were there. Your boy, your boy Steve was there with his girl. Where they flew in from? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Bro, okay. it was they want you there for their wedding. Get the fuck out of town. I'm Yo, gonna, yeah, they want to hire you for the wedding. Dude, you tell them. You what? tell them. As soon as they have a date, you let me know. I'm going to yeah. put it gonna in my do, schedule. You guys going to, are they going to want like a little flash sheet to remember the day by? Everyone just gets tattooed or what? Well, Steve was the one member that I told you with the, uh, with the wrecking ball video. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miley. Miley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I've was seen telling, that video. We, we did a podcast earlier mm -hmm. and I was talking about that day. I was saying like, I don't know how these fucking YouTubers are fucking next level, bro. I thought, I thought fucking tattooers were hardcore. I was like, we were surviving on fucking alcohol and fucking weed the whole time. We didn't eat shit all day. I don't know what these motherfuckers were on, but we were going nowhere next level. They don't eat shit. We even posted Steve's video of the wrecking ball video. On yes. I, I put it on there slightly just so, but I put the description, the thing in the Cause description. Cause I was talking about, so I was like, dude, this guy's. Well, just for the purpose of this episode, um, Steve Cardinal is a man with a beard like me. Yes, and he does a lot of lip syncing, so he's like TikTok before TikTok. Yeah, I've I've seen his videos before. Even when he mentioned it, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of the ones where like it'll be like a song playing, and he'll be like just everyday scenarios, right? Is that the same guy? Yeah, there's a lot of different things where like he he danced around in the subway as Lady Gaga in New York City. Yeah, he'll go on a meagle swinging around on a. Uh, a makeshift wrecking ball. Yeah, I seen that one. Seen well, that so one. Well, you didn't see the behind the scene photos though. The behind uh, the scene photos is this guy and some other guy hanging onto a pole. We're holding this They're thing. Holding the pole. And we're sitting on fucking oh, coffee shit. tables. So yes. like you gotta think about like you got a a naked guy <laughs> with a sock on his dick hanging on a yoga ball that's tied with a rope net that's tied with another rope that's tied against a fucking uh, metal pole that's been drilled into via Home Depot. Yeah. And you're just holding this thing and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, you're just kind of rocking back and forth at this guy. Oh, to make him swing. But like your table's rocking back and forth. Oh, you're like, did they ruin these table legs good enough? Yeah. A couple of times where I told Steve, we got to stop. He's, <laughs> he's like, are you okay? I'm like, 
Yeah, dude, I got this giant bruise <laughs> right oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't bruise easily. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing okay. deadlifts or doing yeah. squats. I'll give you the photo of the splice in. Dude, please. And we'll I'll, post that. Yeah, we'll throw that over. I'll send you the photo, yeah. You guys got to see it. I mean, yeah. and it just goes to see... I, the lifestyle, I mean, my kids nowadays, you know, you ask them what they want to be. I mean, my, my kid at first, he was like, oh, I want to be a Marine. My other kid, I want to be a cop. Now they all want to be YouTubers. They all, yeah. all the kids want to be YouTubers. Which... Don't be a YouTuber. <laughs> Don't be. Hey, be hey, your hey, own hey, person. Hey. That's right. Be your own person and find what allows you to do that. Yes, sir. And that, you know, that's exactly what I told my kids. And I said, look, you might want to be a YouTuber. All right. But it's about doing what you love. Find something that you like to do. And then you could make a video on then, but find something that you love that you're good at. My kids are artists naturally because daddy's an artist, you know, yeah. we draw together, we do art stuff together. So naturally, gee, my daughter, especially she's a beast, man. She's already drawn crazy beyond her years, which is a blessing. I love it. But again, I tell them the same thing. Like, don't just say you want to be a YouTuber because that's the answer. Right now. It's like, find something cool, mm -hmm. find something you're good at that you could share, you know, which is, exactly, you know, what we're yeah. doing. well, the thing is, is that, the generation today that's making YouTubers a big thing or the generation that watched me. Yeah. So your kids are influenced by a, a, a whole different generational gap. Yeah. yeah. What I did and how I'm influencing people is different than what your daughter's being influenced by. Yeah. She's influenced by those who are influenced by me. And then they kind of take it to an extreme. Yeah. And truth be told, and I see this very humbly speaking, you should not be in an industry where 90% of your fellow colleagues have a mental breakdown and go to the Burning Man. <laughs> it just not be a thing. And then your daughter goes, I want to be like that. Oh, no, you no. don't want to be like that. Please yeah. don't. I mean, Burning Man, I'm sure it's fun yeah, yeah. to some extent, I'm maybe sure. 10 years ago. But um, <laughs> don't, don't, you don't want to be first place. You don't want to be fourth or fifth. You want to be second or third. You learn from those who can make a mistake, yeah. but don't follow the trend at the same time. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Wise and speaking words, of trends, that, that leads to the other question. And we kind of talked about this earlier. Do you invest in crypto? There's a big crypto ups and downs, swing, this yes, and that. Yes, there's a huge dip right now, by the way. There's a big dip. We're I taking losses. Are, We're all taking losses. There's a big or, sell right you, now bro, for I, cryptocurrency. I sold, I sold it at like 40. Oh. You got a hole? I thought we were holding. I, I, I bought back in around 32. So. Oh, uh, okay. tax, tax complications. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's what it is. See, off the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's off the record. Edit that but, one. Out. But I actually, uh, I don't know if you guys, does it count if it's swapped from one crypto to another crypto? It's considered a trade. But is is that taxable? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because you gain, you gain a value, and yeah. then when you trade over to that, I mean, that's how the U.S. government treats it. Um, right. So yes, as you can tell, I'm investing in crypto. <laughs> I'm not an early adopter and investor, um, but I definitely invest it pretty heavily at the right times. And I know, as of right now, this crypto market's kind of scaring everybody, yeah. mm -hmm. just like it did back in 2017, just like it did back in 2015. I mean, Bitcoin was down to three thousand eight hundred around 2019 early, right? Yeah. Yep maybe 2020 um i'm in that age where i'm forgetting my years too <laughs> yes i'm in crypto yeah it's a smart nice. thing to be in in my opinion yeah, yeah. And, and again like 
don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, don't, you know. Afford what you can lose. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all also I Also do. do your research, you know. Exactly. Don't you know, just follow the trend, you know. I know Doge made a lot of people a lot of money, but. Not a good I'm, investment. I'm not familiar with Doge. <laughs> Yeah. But from what I understand, it wasn't something to be taken serious. When the reason you don't paid. take it serious is because they don't have a, a supply cap. Yeah, they can just keep printing money. Like Yeah, like I mean, every day 10,000 yeah. those coins is made. Yeah. But Bitcoin, yeah, Bitcoin has its faults. Is an older cryptocurrency. It's the first one, so obviously it has old infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. And that's yep. the thing that people don't think about. They go, oh, well... I'm investing in Ripple. I understand the value of Ripple, but there's over a billion Ripple. Yeah. What's a billion Ripple compared to 21 million Bitcoin? Yeah. It's a big difference. Big. Major difference. Huge. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that's, that's, the, that's why the value is at what it's at right now, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Just people are like, shit, this is going to, once it's gone, it's, I mean, it's not gone, but once it's mined, there's no new shit. It's, but it's what it is, what it is. I'll tell you, just for the podcast, Monero. Monero is the investment to make, in my opinion. Yeah, there it is. You heard it here first, folks. And I and I was I was telling them earlier. I was in like 2017, 2018, and I don't even remember why I sold it. You know, I was learning it, not knowing much. Do you I remember someone, what it was at when you had it? Uh, I want to say it was like thirty bucks or something like that. So you'd be up. I'd be up, but I, somebody tweeted something, and I was like, "Oh shit, get rid of it" or something. I forget why I got rid of it, but so. I'll keep it pretty short. The reason for my understanding, so obviously everything I learn, I learn through other people, but you have to learn from other people in life, right? Oh, yeah. So Monero has the same thing that Bitcoin has, privacy, but an additional privacy feature that Bitcoin doesn't have. If you have the wallet address of Bitcoin, you may not know who it belongs to, but you can see the entire transaction history of that wallet. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Which is a concern. Like yeah. anybody can see it? Anybody, yeah. Okay, yeah. Again, you may not know who it belongs to, but you know you the know entire the transaction. Yeah, okay. Monero hides that. Yeah. Second. That's cool. <laughs> there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. Monero capped at 18 million. That's it. So there is a scarcity difference of 3 million. Oh, shit. And third, let me make a trade real quick. <laughs> this is a little bit more important. Third, um, Monero consumes less energy than Bitcoin. And as we begin to see the adoption of those who care about the environment, uh -huh. and I understand the arguments against Bitcoin, but when you look at cryptocurrency as a whole compared to the banking system, less than 10% of the energy consumption. Totally. I mean, they're all better for the environment yeah but if you're going to hyper analyze in a sector like cryptocurrency then monero does have a good chance uh of being mass adopted and i do know through things i cannot talk about that tesla is seriously considering monero nice and tesla's yeah and right now we're just waiting for monero to become mass adoption yeah. Matter of fact, the IRS put out a hacking bounty of $650,000 Monero huh. to see who could hack it. No one could hack it. Hacking bounty. Oh, yeah, so hacking wow. bounty. you can hack the system. $650,000. We'll give you, yeah. 
Wow. Because the IRS is concerned about it. And there is a legality thing around Monero that's causing it to stop it from being used on Coinbase or yet. Because Coinbase is going to try to do everything they yeah. can to be regular, you know, follow, follow regulations. Yeah. But the attorney groups that represent those assets, cryptocurrency or not, that can argue the legality of its use already made, already made the legality argument for Monero that it, it is acceptable. So now we're just waiting for things to kind of drop okay. in. Well, that's upsetting because my apps, I can't get Monero. I just checked. Kraken. <laughs> Go to Kraken. Kraken. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I mean, I haven't bought anything on there. It's not letting me. It keeps asking me for a verification code, and I it never fucking sends it. Uphold? Kraken? No, Kraken, yeah. Kraken? I don't know what the fuck. There's a delay or some shit, but when I when I log in to verify my account or whatever, it sends, it's supposed to send me a verification code or something like that. So you've been in on Kraken already? Yeah, but so I haven't used I'm it. Sleeping on the Kraken game. I got to get yeah. up and crack. I have an account, but I can't do shit. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't know what the fucking problem is. I got to reach them up. I've heard of these problems. I'm happy to talk to you about it afterwards. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've had some problems too, like that. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. See, can that's I, what scares me. Like, like uh, for instance, there's that, there's this rumor going around of this guy who's got like 230 Bitcoin on a hard drive somewhere that he threw away and he's in a dump somewhere. And he's searching for this hard drive, like, bro, you're not going to find this hard drive. thing's been recycled. Shot. Ah, my fucking Bitcoin. Well, be I mean, this goes to show, like, something that's so secure could easily be lost if you're not securing your security. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. I mean, what was it, a Weekle Voss Twinge, or they're called? Yeah. They, they're, they're fucking, uh, code, their password is split up across five metal plates that is in five separate banks that they have to travel around the country to pull out of like safety deposits badass to get their one code yeah it's just different codes it's one code just it's one code split, split up. across five different metal plates in safety that's deposit secure, boxes security. Across you gotta have seen it, identification yeah. to get into probably turn a key yeah probably got a fucking blood test nowadays i'm even I, thinking I, about I putting my code on my skin. body somewhere yeah, might as well. You let us know when you're ready, bro. We'll uh, I've, I've seriously thought about it. Seriously, putting his code on his body, so he. Oh, like, I was separating it by different pieces. Yeah, absolutely. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. the way. That's so that way you know which which half is which. And yeah, which but I can never go to Mexico. Chop <laughs> <laughs> me up in five different pieces. That's right. Bad joke. That'd be rough. <laughs> That'd be a rough day in Mexico. That's we got a little a visual there. I was like, damn, that shit. That shit happens. <laughs> It yeah. does happen, dog. I mean, I grew up in some weird places around the world, like Thailand. Oh, shit. Extremely heavily military. Yeah. My stepfather said something to somebody, and they pulled a gun out of him, getting ready to shoot him in his head. He's like, fine, fucking shoot the American. Let's do it. And it's like, you really, like, you as a kid are sitting there processing, like, my stepfather works for one of the most powerful entities on the planet developing telecommunication technology and there's a military for one of the most interesting governments on the planet threatening to shoot him and you're about to see a showdown right here where he's grabbing the gun going fucking shoot me do it oh shit and you're like i don't know what the fuck this is like is this real <laughs> yeah it's but, real but i'll tell you what i mean if some you know some thai officer shot an american officer some shit's going down shit would get hot real yeah. quick just so you give know. clarifications. Not an American officer. 
Shit, okay. but worked in telecommunications. So represented. It was almost like the like an independent uh, contractor. Yeah. Got it. You don't want to destroy the toy that belongs to the billionaire of your country. True. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you got your freaking king paying this guy to put your freaking telephone poles in or whatever. He ain't fucking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There you go. You got exactly. it. You ain't motherfucking talking to nobody. Yeah, for real. But that is crazy, though. And that's just uh, the world is. A, and I think, again, here in America, we're spoiled, man. We're spoiled. We don't realize that this world. We're too comfy. You this know, world is not America. Weighted man. blankets and our fucking. Yeah, we're safe. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, we're safe to do and say a lot of things and say what you want about America, man. But you're not. You know, you're a lot safer here than you are most places in this in this freaking planet, man. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Depend, oh, depending where you're And there are still a lot yeah. of wildernesses out here in America. I mean, the desert out here, you get into that desert, you're talking about vast hundreds of miles of nothingness. You know? Yeah. Like, remember we drove to Texas? Bro, there's nothing yeah, out there. There's a long, sad drive. There's nothing out there. <laughs> like, no one can hear you scream type stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Maybe a neighbor when you're, you know, each house is like Maybe. 10 miles apart. Maybe. You know. I'm telling you, I want I want to get that property up in the mountain up there. This question wasn't on thing. How do you feel about whole global warming situation? Because that's why I want the property up there. Just in case sea level rises 300 feet, I want to be on that island up there. <laughs> you know? How do I feel? I think the question of feeling is irrelevant. True. It's not about how I feel. It's about what's reality right what's reality absolutely and climate change is a thing it's a real thing i mean we're seeing it i mean we're um, june gloom happened for me in april yeah it, it i shouldn't see a fog that deep roll into the marina right yeah um and yeah you're right i actually refuse to buy property for that reason yeah. i don't want to hold on to a piece of property for 10 years yeah. when the environment's changing quicker than we will politically allow ourselves to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing too. So like we were talking earlier about time travelers and all this stuff. There's supposedly a document showing what the world's going to look like after sea level rises and California is going to be a series of islands. Islands. And so- The California islands. The California islands, absolutely. It's got a ring so to it. It does. It's got, a, <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. You know. But that's what I'm saying. As long as I have- Property down that five thousand foot mountain up there. Mm -hmm. This guy what's Waterworld? Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh, Mount Everest is going to be someone's fucking backyard. I'm going to get my own little mountain." <laughs> oh shit! Exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, great movie, Waterworld. Great movie. Yeah, yeah. Way underrated. Actually, just seen it in the last couple of years. <laughs> Very underrated. You know, that was ironically that was a movie that went way over budget because they got way. this because their sets got destroyed by hurricanes. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Holy really? shit. Yeah, sense. all their sets got destroyed by a hurricane. They had to rebuild everything. Wow. So it cost oh. them way more money. Oh, my God. So I was about to ask, like, did they get destroyed after the movie was filmed? Like, no, in the middle of the filming? It was middle, yeah. I think early oh, production, man. yeah. You know Kevin Costner had to get paid out real nice for that movie. Yeah. Making them wait to get rebuilt to this, yeah. rebuild the sets. No Come way. On, He's man. not putting up with that. Come on, man. I got, I got more movies I'm trying to fucking go film. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, Waterworld was one of the last movies that had like a really big practical set. So impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good movie. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. I, really, yeah. I really like that movie. Yeah, Megan was actually the one who put me on to that. She told me about it, and I'm like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, you've never seen Waterworld? Did you, have you seen the Waterworld show at Universal Studios? Yep. Mm. So you yeah, saw that gonna... before the movie? No, no, I saw the movie first. They had oh. one like that overseas and then I saw too. Universal. Really? Yeah. So uh, overseas, there's a lot of these separate theme parks that don't have like a big name attached to them, <laughs> but like they'll have. Um... Okay, so Amazon's getting ready to buy MGM, but one of the big hiccups yeah. is um, the James Bond franchise. The James Bond franchise. Uh, it's still owned by like I think the family, wow, the estate, and they only commission movies. They do not allow like spinoffs and TV shows. The reason I'm bringing That's this up why. is like James Bond actually allowed a uh, a live uh, park uh, show to happen overseas. I think it was like maybe Thailand I lived in when this happened, but it was like definitely like. I lived in this part of the world where you saw a lot of these American movies recreated as a live theme park show. Yeah. And so you would see a man literally get lit on fire <laughs> and dive into the fucking water and come out shooting guns and shit. And it's James Bond. And we also had like a real life uh, water world one thing, you know, one of these things too. So I think it's always very fascinating to me to grow up in the part of the world where I was exposed to American culture and American movies. And then come back to this side of the world as an adult and hear everyone else's experiences, you know? Yeah. And yeah, Waterworld, James Bond, those are classic movies across the world. Classic. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody. I mean, American culture you know, spans, it's international for sure, but I had no idea it was owned by the family. That's pretty badass. The family yeah, of what, the writer? Um, or is I it? really don't know the full detail on yeah, that. Yeah, but that's pretty badass. I mean, Yeah, it is. Yeah, James Bond is extremely popular in countries like Thailand and Brazil. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about some of the actors that played James Bond. I mean, just come on, dude. Come on. My favorite uh, is not Sean Connery, even though he was awesome. The uh, the blue-eyed dude. What's his name? The, 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 new, the newest one? No, 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 no. Not him. The, the, there's a, the one before him. Um, I'm talking, I, I think I know you're talking about. I, I he was awesome. I liked him the most. We need to look that guy up. I thought he was the best James Bond. Don't even know his name. That's upsetting. <laughs> but I thought he, he was the best. Her. I know. <laughs> I thought he was the best James Bond. He's just so British to me. He had the perfect yeah. accent. He just he just did it for me, man. He was the one that was in the the Moonraker, the Moonraker one. The um, w wasn't he the one that they when they made the game Goldeneye? He was Goldeneye, right? No, 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 no. So that was um. That was a newer guy. That was the one right after him. What really? was that guy's name, too? Forget that how many, guy's name. How many? They've how had many a lot of James. I think there's been like six James Bonds. Yeah, six or seven. Yeah. Really? Yeah, bro. That's what's so cool about oh. it. I remember like the recent James Bond was so odd of a casting because he didn't even have black hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's a lot of these moments where like you still try to like cast James Bond and still look like a James Bond. Yeah. And then recently they're like, hey, who gives who cares what he looks like? Yeah. You know. Well, honestly, I think that Hollywood in a lot of ways has now just been like, just put the pretty one in. Prettiest girl, yeah. prettiest guy. Who's, who's gonna get Don't the worry about eyes. the acting. Just put the prettiest motherfucker you could get in there. And I really I think that's hurt the industry. I really do. Yeah. Like for instance, like the dudes, like let's say the Transformers movie. Okay, I'm not talking about uh, Megan Fox because she's hot. She's super hot. Awesome. Yeah. Put her in about, um, Put her in everything. But like, Mark, but, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, well, not not just Wahlberg, but like the first Transformers movie where the the Marine guys, those yeah. the military guys, guys, a fucking underwear model, bro. 
Like, you know, give give me a badass Marine dude. Give me a badass military guy that looks tough, fucking, that looks like he could kick some ass. I don't give me no fucking underwear model. You know what I mean? But they're like sex sells. And home, he's been yeah. doing a lot. He's been in every Transformers movie. He's been in more Transformers movies than fucking Shia LaBeouf. I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. funny enough, um, on the opposite side, uh, Marvel. Marvel. I mean, they got like 40 different productions right now. Badass. And I'm not exaggerating. There's, there's literally 22 movies that have already been announced and they're in Shit. They're different phases on. of production. Then you got Disney Plus and et cetera. Killing it. Well, they got their uh, first uh, Chinese lead movie coming out. Um, oh yes, I've heard about that. I think this, I'm missing, I'm going to mispronounce it, but uh, most people call it Sing Chi, Sing Chai. Um, but the lead actor for this movie, uh, he's an Asian man. He got casted. He actually got ridiculed in China for being ugly. Poor bastard. So China has a, a yeah. So China is a very interesting country in the sense they have these um, these standards that oh, I guess any other country might have, right? I mean, yeah, it's not a China thing. It just mm -hmm. is what that is. But in China, is they're dealing with this um, mix of nationalism and and trying to preserve their culture and what is supposed to be beauty and standard. Well, also coming off like they're part of a bigger world, and they're not. No. And you can see that because when Marvel casted this actor, I don't know his name. I don't know his name. I don't remember it. But I remember the response was highly negative in China. They called him ugly. They said he was the worst example of a Chinese person. And in your, your it's like, like, you take, like, I'm taking a step back. And I go, how can you, like, what would it be like to be the first person to represent a culture, a race, in a big movie that the world's going to see and then have your culture and race turn on you and be like, you're ugly? Well, they did something similar with Bruce Lee, too. Well, the Chinese really? didn't like Bruce Lee. Really? Bruce Lee's a bad motherfucker, dude. I never heard of this. Yeah, so they just, because he came to America, he did the American thing. And so for a long time, they didn't want him. It was like, they didn't really accept him until he did that movie. It was like the... Enter the Dragon or something like that? No, no, no. It was a big boss or something. Big boss. And that it's in the Enter the Dragon movie. And it's, okay. it was showing him like he was nervous because he got so much hate in China for coming over here and teaching Americans karate and kung fu and all that shit. Yeah. And then going back there, that's that's not at all what he taught them. It's a specific, it's a specific martial art. I'm, it's, it's eluding me. It's not Kung Fu. It's mm -hmm. not karate at all. It's uh Jeet Kune Do or something like that. I'm not sure what it is. It's not Taekwondo. It's something no, that's something some different. It's, so, it's, sounds similar. I'm destroying it. And I apologize, yeah. Mr. Bruce Lee. Rest in peace, sir. But they hated on him until he made this one movie over there. And then the Chinese people were kind of like, oh, okay. So hopefully, hopefully this happens to that guy. Was, a, was Bruce Lee full? Yeah, he's full. He's full Chinese. Was he? I could have swore his his mother was like his son. His son. So Bruce oh, Lee came son, over here. Son, okay, it was his son that was. Yeah, married uh, this chick in Frisco. Gotcha. And then okay. yeah, this white chick. Okay, yeah. That, and that's then what it was. she had Brandon Lee, who was half. He was the crow, right? He was the crow. He was the one that supposed to be as his curse on the Bruce Lee, Lee family. And, and they both passed away, right? Yeah, they both got shot, right? On on the set. No, Bruce Lee had a heart attack. Oh, he did. Mm -hmm. I never heard of him. I didn't know that. Heart attack. 
Yeah. So believe it or not, yeah, that's that's what they got. But that, uh, but but again, there's like if you watch Enter the Dragon two, there's like this giant samurai thing that's supposedly the curse of their family, and supposedly this thing was after Bruce Lee's dad, and Bruce Lee's dad was killed by this, and then Bruce Lee gets has a heart attack, killed by this thing, and then this thing happens to his son Brandon. So it's like they're saying that this curse has followed the men in his family, which is super sad. Damn. Because even I mean Brandon, he. The crow was dope. I mean, you yeah, could have done I, all kinds of stuff after it. the crow. Yeah. Oh, I always wondered about that. Yeah. Did he have kids? Did he have us? No, he was young. He was young. He was the end of the Bruce Lee. Yeah, well, he has a daughter. Bruce Lee had a daughter, too. So she does. He, his oh, daughter's okay. still alive. His, his, his wife's still alive. But when you look at the biblical stuff, they don't give a shit about women. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like Especially your firstborn son yeah. will fuck with them. Yeah. Your daughter's okay. Your daughter, man. She's, yeah. she's going to marry some other dude. <laughs> yes, I don't but, know why. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, for the benefit is. of humanity, the women kind of get left out in the curses. They do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that is a solid plus. Yeah. Sorry, ladies, you guys do so much. Well, so, you, you know, it's funny. So my much. old lady, she said that her family was cursed. She goes, oh, yeah, my family's cursed, isn't that? Your, your wife? Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, okay. good thing you married me. Because I'm, I'm a curse breaker, baby. Just so you know, I'm a curse breaker. Good yeah. thing you got this. Your family's good. You know? <laughs> and it, but the thing is, like, you know, energies and shit. You know what I mean? So it's like you could say, oh, I have a curse. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or you could be like, come on. I'm worried about, you know what I mean? I'm good. I'm blessed. Yeah, it's it's, a beautiful a, it's thing. like, you, you know what you well, think about. It's funny you, you say that. Bring it. I had a girl that put a Native American curse on me. Oh, no. Because I didn't answer 23 goddamn texts. <laughs> no, dude. Did she send you the curse through text? I still got our fucking, I won't say what it is, but she left them at my place. Oh my goodness. And I think she left it there. I don't know if it was a mistake on purpose, but she left it there in such a way that she kept trying to use it as a way to get back to my place. Chicks do that. And I was willing to like mail it to her, but I was out of town. And I was like, look, I'm out of town, I'll mail it to you. And then she kept like, I had to block her number. I blocked her friend's phone number. I had to block all of her social media accounts. I had to block all the dating accounts. Like, this girl found me on every single thing you could imagine. Wow. And she's like, I need yeah. this thing out left at your place. I'm like, I will mail it to you when I'm back in town. I get back in town, get ready to mail it to him. We need a return address. Can we just use this? No. Uh, okay, I ain't mailing shit back to her. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> when I have my address. Yeah. Give me the neighbor minute. If if I'm cursed, yeah. well then this is the greatest curse of my life. <laughs> it's a success it. curse. I'm rolling with it. Absolutely. Okay. She must have changed some things in the recipe. Might have messed yeah, it up I mean, a little bit. Do you need to do something with your camera? Okay. And that's the thing. So, I mean, curses, all that craziness. I mean, I had a cousin, Anthony. Okay, we still have him to this day. He was had, but still, yeah, still, have still him. around. He's still get rid of him right somewhere. But uh, he, he he dated his girl from Mississippi, online. Okay, dating her online. Like which, that made it better. Exactly. Okay. So one of it gets better. It gets better. So one, you're in California. Some of the most beautiful women in the world are in California. You don't need to go to, to whatever. Makes his meets his girl. There's hidden gems out there. Makes makes his girl <laughs> in Mississippi. Right. She comes visits them. They have a great time, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then she moves in with them to his little condo, right? Uh-huh. And then a couple months later, she moves her son in to his one-bedroom condo. Her son and her cat and all of her shit are in his one-bedroom condo. He's not charging her rent. She's just letting him stay there, all right? He knew about the son? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Okay, okay. But so he's pissed off at the son, so he's being, like, really mean to her kid. And I'm like, How hey. old's the son? He's like 
nine. Okay. So I told him, I said, look, I don't know this girl. I don't know. I don't know her son, but you don't fucking be mean to her son because it's not his fault. All right. It's not his fault that mama brought him in. You better be fucking nice to her son. And so he's like, oh, okay. So he changes to, he started to be nice to him, whatever. Right. Worked out. Turns out this chick ends up cheating on him (laughs) at his house with the security guard. Who's the security guard for his property. Right. Okay. So finally breaks up with her, leaves her. Turns out this chick was super into witchcraft, bro. Found like a witchcraft book. Had this thing highlighted where it said like how to get a man to marry you. You got to like wrap his hair. Oh my God. He found all the little things hidden oh, around his place. Yeah. Under his bed, dude. It was like a thing wrapped with his own hair and supposedly semen. So I'm like, how the fuck did she get your, whatever, dude. I don't want to know, but it's just like, <laughs> you, dude, you know, there's some crazy shit know. out there. Dude. There's some That's crazy wild. shit out there. Now, Again, I've never encountered anything close to anything. that's good. That's a good yeah. fucking thing that you have yeah. not encountered. Oh, shit. I hope I just didn't jinx myself. Yeah, but it's like, well, you're good. You got Megan. You're good. Yeah, knock on something. Yeah, knock on something. There's a lot of crazy shit out there. But again, it's about energies, man. And yet you yeah. put out good energy, you put out positive vibes, positive love. It's all about love. This world is going to reciprocate. Whatever exactly. your bullshit exactly. little book is or your fucking, hey, it's going to reciprocate. You put, you get what you put out. That's just the bottom line. So I'll yeah. always live that. I'm gonna also, also so if you keep putting out dick, you're gonna do is get dick. Yes. <laughs> Bad yeah. joke. And I don't want dick. <laughs> nope. No, we don't. You know, so look out for the signals. Right. So look, well, out look for the signs. Let's about. talk about UFOs. I mean, oh. I mean, we, we that was part of the, oh. the talk before we even started. Yeah. And oh, I was having a hard time focusing on what I was doing because I was hearing like some good stuff, and I was like, dude, what yeah. are you talking about? Shut up. Okay, Wait so the last night I at this wedding we had, I saw for the first time. The Starlink satellites. Okay. The whole oh, wedding the, fucking the shut down. E- Elon's, Elon's, Elon's thing? fucking Starlink satellite. The whole wedding shut down. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And they're like, look. And I'm like, that's fucking Elon. That's Elon. They're like, no, that's aliens. I said, look. Oh, uh, everyone started freaking Everybody out. Like, freaking Get out. Said, look, no, Get this is Elon. It's the Starlink satellites. This is what's going on. Yeah. But that led to all kinds oh. of debates going around the whole party about aliens and whatnot. Are they real? Not are they only among are they us? Real, but are they going to bring peace on Earth when they come? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I'm going to bring a drink to the stable. That's what you need. Yeah. That, that's a solid. That's a solid idea. It's a solid yeah. concept because if they can just kind of like teleport some. Here's another. Here's another twelve pack. Well, I mean, okay. So let's just <laughs> hypothetical. If we're an advanced civilization, a lot of scientists say if they're advanced, they're going to be peaceful. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of scientists it, say. It depends. It depends. Like, what if they need something from us? I mean, look at yeah. us as a species. All of our advancements came from war. All of our events, exactly. True. So it's naive to assume that an advanced race is peaceful. True. It is. True. Um, you got to look at all angles. I'll tell you this. We live in a world where. We're trying to process a lot of new things. We're trying to process what does it mean to come out of this pandemic. Uh, we're trying to process what does it mean to be environmentally friendly. We're trying to process what does it mean to have a government that represents you, but it's also not representing you. And then you hear about UFOs. <laughs> and you're going, I, I grew up on that shit on the sci-fi channel. Like, hey, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. And I think all of us heard about UFOs. I mean, we all heard about UFOs at yeah. some point in life. Yeah, I think but so. you never heard it in a way where it was serious. And here's the difference. 
We're hearing about it again in today's media. Just like we heard about it when we were younger. But we're miscategorizing the way we're hearing about it. We go, oh, well, we heard it about it on a fucking history channel documentary or sci-fi channel, whatever. And so because we heard it through these means, we're categorizing the news as the same way. Especially if we're coming from this world of fake news, right? Yes. But here's the odd thing. We actually have Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and 60 Minutes agreeing with each other. Uh, that's always odd. So I um hmm. I I'm not a big fan of media, news media in general. Because yeah. I think a lot of things get twisted and turned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ditto on that. So when you have Fox News attorneys literally saying that Tucker Carlson is not someone that you listen to whatsoever because it's all fake, whatever. I mean, that's what the lawsuit says. That's what Fox News defendants are saying, you know, their team. But when you have the same guy, Tucker, from Fox News saying, we need to take this serious, as the same guy, Como, or whatever his name is from CNN, that's a pretty big thing. We're not talking about a spooky report on unsolved mysteries. We're talking about military personnel. Yeah. And the um, this title is a little bit tricky, but we're talking about the assistant to the Nas national security, uh, the assistant to the Secretary of National Security Defense Intelligence. For both Clinton and Bush, Clinton and Bush, Democrat and Republican, saying, look, I went out of my way to obtain these documents as a private citizen and leaked it in New York Times so they would make an article about this. Then you got Senator Majority Harry Reid, who went out of his way to make this $22 million secret program, who went on to write the New York Times article that came out on Thursday explaining why he did that nearly a decade plus later. It's not... Yeah, Marco Rubio's a weird guy. <laughs> Trump was a weird president. Like, I'm not trying to get into politics here, though. This is not a political issue. No, no, it's not. You literally have the most extreme of any case scenario of whatever party you want to identify as agreeing with the other extreme side of the party. Going, we have these devices in our airspace. They're twisting and turning, moving so quick that it was an actual life form inside of this device. The physics as we know it would have killed this life form. Turn into putty. Mm -hmm. These things, and this is not an exaggeration, it's an exact number. These things are dropping from 80,000 feet in the sky to below sea level less than a second. It's crazy. Crazy. Damn. Should be impossible. Should be impossible. I mean, just for the friction of the air, should not even be able to. That's the thing. These things are moving faster than sonic speed, but they're not creating a sonic boom. Huh. They're not creating the pressure in the so, air. Well, how, are they, how are they doing that? How is that? I mean, they're defying, it's, they're it's, defying gravity. Yeah, they're they're defying, defying friction. They're the, defying. We've been told or what we've been taught or what we think has been discovered or, or known. Yes and no. Actually, the, um, again, this is a tricky title. The Secretary to the National Defense of Intelligence, not the exact term, but 
the guy who worked on the person that looked over intelligence for national defense, um, he said there is a continuity to the sightings that we've seen for the last 50 years. A continuity, meaning that we're seeing the same thing, the same technology that we saw 50 years ago. Over and over and over. And that's the 1970s. Yeah. I'm not a person that goes, you know, it's always good for someone to do their own research. But a lot of people that believe the earth is flat does the same thing. So obviously do your own research and believe what you want to believe. But this whole tic-tac thing that's been described has been described since World War II. Yeah. Has been described in the 1970s by the Italian government. It's been described again by our own government. We're seeing the same objects. Yeah. In the air that we saw for the last 50 plus years. Well, and even in some of the old ancient art, you see some old ancient paintings that have these things in them. You see some old ancient sculptures that we're yeah. seeing that have like alien heads. And you're talking sculptures that are 3,000 years old, 4,000 so years it's old. Been, it's been going on. It's just. Yeah. Like a continuity is just. Well, that's the thing, though. I think there's a part of us that hears that and they go, well, I've heard that on History Channel, Discovery Channel. And these are things that I would like to weigh considerably, but in order to make it a serious conversation for everybody, you have to acknowledge what's been acknowledged in the past week. Yeah. It's not about what's been on the Egyptian walls. It's not about what's been, you know, what's been told or photographed 50 years ago. We're talking about the U.S. Pentagon having a program having members of Congress backing this program, having members of Congress who are new today learning about this program saying, yes, there is a national, there is a national security concern. There is. This is 9-11 in a different way. Yeah. And I know that might be kind of controversial to say, but think about that. 9-11 was the idea that two people hijacked your planes, or not two people, but people hijacked two or three planes. Yeah. And flew them into targets in America. We're talking about something having the capability to go in and out of restricted airspace while any limitations that no one can see with the naked eye. They can only see with their own radar technology. These things are in the ocean. They're in the sky. They might very well be in space. And the technology they have... I'm not taking this out of context. This is a close quote. But technology I have is the same type of technology that you can use to drop a bomb on Washington, D.C. and get out of the same airspace within a second and no one ever know. Yeah. But see, and, but so see that to me, that to me, though, if they've been around this whole time, if they've been doing it, if they haven't assaulted us in any way, if they haven't, well, and then, then some, some say they have. You know what I mean? Some say they have done. But... They could end us if they wanted to. With that advanced technology, they could end us. So why not? And if if they if they haven't yet, what makes you assume that they would want to? Because maybe they're learning something from us by observing. You know, that's how the naval officers described it. Uh, this guy leads his own uh, squad on the East Coast, separate from the West Coast incident in San Diego, and. He said, I do believe these are threat assessment operations. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are 14 of these things surrounding our warships. 
not one, not two, but 14 surrounding the worship that no one can see except without technology to know that they're there. If something's that intelligent, it would be nigh for us to even begin to wonder what it is that they perceive in us. I think it's naive to try to think about anything besides the actual fact that's in front of us. Yeah. There is something there that is not us. It's not American-made. It's very well not foreign-made by a foreign nation. And when you look at humanity's history, our most pivotal moments in life is a pivotal moment of humbleness. We're not the center of the universe. No. no. Christopher Columbus didn't found America. <laughs> For all you know, we may not very well be the first intelligent species to evolve on this planet. Yeah. We don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. And that's why we have to be humble. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And it's... Well. I mean... <laughs> As a man of faith, I have no fear. No fear of them. I have no fear of what they could come of, what, what what the future holds. No fear. But as a threat assessment, as a military man, we have to address the threat. We have to figure out what's going on. If you believe in people like Bob Lazar, like Bob Lazar, yeah. saying that they've got these ships, saying that they've worked on these ships, that they're already reversing the technology, that we already know how to fly them and things like that. They're saying that uh, I think it's 64% of these sightings are our own technology. So to oh, add okay. context to this, Bob Lazar was a man who claimed to be a, a kind of like a contractor scientist that was brought into Area 51 through his involvement through a couple of uh, conventions and public conversations. Bob Lazar's criticism stems from the idea that his story has changed a couple of times, but his story hasn't changed much since 1989. And there seems to be indication that the the assistant to the director of national national intelligence of um, national defense of intelligence seemed to confirm that Bob Lazar did work at Area 51. There, Bob Lazar is a very interesting person. There's a lot of interesting situations where individuals claim to know what they know. Mm -hmm. My suggestion is listen and learn and, you know, study up on these moments, but don't get attached to anything. Mm -hmm. Don't believe that it is what it is. Don't believe it's the truth. I heard my own thing through my own situation that I can't talk about. It was a big paradigm shift, but I'm not trying to attach myself to that. I'm trying to say, look, we don't know anything. And we're acknowledging that we don't know anything mm -hmm. that we all know about. Absolutely. Well, and this takes it back to my greatest philosopher, one of my favorite, Socrates, who said, know thyself because you can know nothing else. This guy would, would and could argue with anybody. You could bring any expert to anything to him mm -hmm. and he would argue and shut them down because everything we think we know, we created. We made it up. Okay. The, the words we're saying are made up. This is not concrete. This is not the universe. I mean, it is the evolutionary of our species. It's the evolution of our species going into the future and we're continuing to evolve. And I believe 
that everything that's ever happened to us in the past, obviously needed to happen to bring us to where we are today. If they have been around this long, if they're so much more advanced and they're finally revealing themselves, starting to show their capabilities and their power, maybe it is to help us evolve. Maybe it is to help us advance. Maybe we are in a place where we're getting stagnant and we're getting, um, maybe we're valuing the wrong things. Maybe we're confused because I, of this ne new technology and they're here to assist on our evolution. I would actually argue that it's not really a them thing. It's an us thing. True. It's not that they're trying to rebuild. I mean, if they want to reveal themselves to us, they would do it. They wouldn't do it in a way where it take. I mean, like they're in our airspace and we need technology to see that. Yeah. So they're not revealing themselves to us. No. But the U.S. government and the military, and there's a very complex industry behind the military. For some reason, there has been a big interest. And I would actually be concerned about the narrative that's going to get fed out to the public. Yeah. There's something that's happening that the government knows about. When I say the government, I don't mean everybody in the government. I mean, something in some corner of some place of the government, they're aware of something. And they decided now is an okay time to start revealing that information to everybody in the government. Yeah. And I'm, I will say this. Those that are in position to be aware of this information, that are now understanding this information, there's a lot of psychological moments that these people are trying to work through now while still trying to maintain their job in the government. There's, it's a big paradigm shift. And they're not even sure if what they're hearing is the truth or not. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how to handle it. But someone knows something. <laughs> Go ahead. So that sounds stressful. I mean, I'm trying to like understand what you're hearing and try to still just keep on with your day and your tasks. And to know what you're being told is the full truth or it might just be a piece of truth or a theory of a truth. Yeah. yeah. We have to be aware that we're going to learn something, but we're going to learn it through a narrative that's being fed to us. Mm -hmm. And that may not be the truth. No. No. And then that's the thing, especially like right now, we've lost so much trust in the government. We've lost so much trust in the media. We've lost so much trust in all the typical things that really are supposed to be holding this shit together. The people that are supposed to be guiding us, leadership. We've lost trust in all of it. And the devices and the social medias and everything that we, you know, that we rely on today, I think are, are more confusing people than anything. And without solid leadership, stuff's just going to get messy. I agree. I think I could be wrong, but from my perspective, it seems like this is now being utilized in a way that I think is appropriate. Now is the right time to talk about this. But I think it's doing it under the idea that it would unite us. Mm -hmm. However, you got social media, you got people with questions. And Gen Z, they always have questions. Yeah. They don't believe shit. And yeah. I I feel like if this is a controlled narrative that's trying to be utilized at the right moment, I understand it. I fully get it. I would 100% do the same thing. But I think they're underestimating social media and Gen Z. Yeah. And yeah. the fact is there will be a lot more questions yeah. and people will ask and push the difficult envelopes that no one want to 
ask for an answer in our government. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Obama goes on a late night talk show and says, for a fact, there are things in our airspace that we do not know what they are or who they belong to. A few days later, the press asks Biden, what do you think of Obama's comments? He chuckles and says, well, I would ask him again. <laughs> no, motherfucker, we're asking you. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, right. you motherfucking president? Yeah. Yeah. Can you blame him? I don't blame him. I mean, who knows what he knows? Who knows what he thinks he knows? Yeah. But you also can't make those comments anymore and expect us to be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no. All right, dude. What the fuck's really going on? Yeah. And 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 uh, and when they tell us, like you said, that controlled narrative will be what what they want it to be. And uh, it it is scary because you know politics are what they are. And I think I think maybe the government, just like we don't trust them, maybe they don't trust us. Maybe they don't have faith in our reaction, which is what a lot of people say. Like, oh, they're not going to reveal it because we couldn't handle it. People will go nuts. Our It'll minds. Go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I really don't. I think no matter what, people are going to do what people do. Yeah, people I still got to live. At this point, we, we're still got to work. prepared for like anything, you know? And, and, I feel and like yeah. Just, it's almost hard to... It's easy to expect the unexpected now, you know? There's just so much going on that you didn't think would happen and is happening. And it's almost like, okay, whatever. I, I can't believe it, but I can believe it, you know? It's my that personal belief that it's going to do both things. It's it's going to unite us as a species, but it's also going to divide us further. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you got extremists when it comes to religion, you have extremists when it comes to another fucking species on the planet. <laughs> Damn right. But it's also going to humble, make everybody go, hang on. I mean, okay. I made a joke with a friend who understood this joke. And I'm going to be very careful about this joke. I said to him, like, you as a black person have to kind of feel some sort of sense of irony in the sense that you're trying to fight to be seen as the equal. How would it feel to suddenly realize that your race is second to something else, regardless of the color of your skin? And it was kind of like a moment where, like, you laugh. But... Then I, as a person, go, I kind of maybe for once understand where you're coming from. Like, we're second to something else. Mm -hmm. And that's a humbling thing. Maybe third or fourth. Maybe eight or ninth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Okay. And again, some people say that we've been prepared for this for years with all the movies. We're not. And all that stuff. It's a super, the superhero stuff. All this, we've been getting prepared for this. It's been dropping little seeds. Little seeds. I don't so. think we're prepared. I thought I was prepared. And just processing that paradigm shift, and I process this information with intents of application. No. Oh. It humbled me a lot. As a, as a white man, it humbled me. It made me take a big step back and go, I feel like that I, as a human being, am second class to something else. And I'm not sure what that is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. 
my religion, my spirituality, my DMT moments, my ayahuasca, all that shit can mean nothing yeah. when it comes down to what reality really is. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to take a step back and be prepared to be humble. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's solid advice on multiple, on multiple grounds, not yeah. just, not just to the future of our race with other races, but prepare to be humbled in life because, Hey, you're going to be hit from all directions. Sometimes while you're sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> but, but prepare to be humble. People are laughing because they don't know. I mean, you're laughing because I'll say this on the podcast real quick. <laughs> Folks. I had a girl hit me in my sleep because I wasn't having sex with her. I told him the story off. We, yes, yeah. we got the story. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything. Wait, but oh, that I think was, I heard a bit of that one. That was a little piece. A little that was a little piece. <laughs> that was a right joke that. that you were. You're like, here's a. I got hit nicely, and you're laughing. And I was like, why are you laughing? Let <laughs> right? me explain yeah. why. I was like, Wait, what? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, and I ha I do that all the time. My inside jokes, ridiculous. Yeah. The problem. Like, I, I was like, Wait, what do you mean by that? When you're asleep, I started thinking like prison shit. I'm like, <laughs> well, let me ask you, what, what do you guys think about this? Like, what is the? I mean, like this past week. Yeah. It's been one week. Yeah, I think I, 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 again, I'm encouraged that one that they are revealing stuff because they, they, I don't think we should be kept. I don't think they should keep stuff from us, especially stuff this important because one, we always work better together. We always have more knowledge together when we share with each other and we help, help each other figure stuff out. If you keep stuff from us, you're going to keep yourself from advancing. It's just, it, it just doesn't make much sense to me where we have people that have sightings. We have pilots, military personnel, people that have seen these things, that have experienced these things that are now going to finally be taken seriously, that are now going to finally feel justified yeah. in saying, hey, this happened to me, and and, and, and you guys need to – now it's finally that justification. Well, me personally, talked about it, you know? I've, never, I've never had an experience. I've never had an experience where I've seen things in the sky, but I'm always like, ah, that could be anything. What yeah, the fuck? Hey, technical difficulty. We ran out of memory, so we had to swap and adjust the memory so we can continue. So we're going to pick up where we left off. You're a pro. All right, Joey. So where we leave off, you, you were talking about. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Like I said, I think this is, is going to be good for us no matter what. Right, right. Because, like I said before, it took, a, it took everything in the past to bring us to where we are today. This is going to cause us to evolve in a spectacular way, whether it brings us together or separates us. It doesn't matter. It's just putting something new in the pot that has never been admitted and brought to the table, the forefront of society as we know yeah. in our lifetimes and, and, the, and the history that is documented history. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I, feel, I feel like a nervous excitement just because I, I've always kind of felt and thought like there's there's something somebody's something going on something out there that you know i just had a feeling you know almost it almost reminds me of like the first day of school or something like you're you're nervous but excited because you don't know what to expect but you're gonna take it all in and just you know just deal with it when it comes or like when you're on that that line for a roller coaster and you're getting yeah. ready to jump on that roller coaster. you know yeah. what it's going to feel like and, to you're, an and you're seeing little you know, people going down the, the track and you're like, oh shit, that's going to be me. That's going to be me. And you just, you can feel that energy as yeah. you're getting in one inch closer yeah. to that 
That roller coaster. You just feel that blood pressure just hit. Okay, all right. And then you get in that chair, and then they tell you it's all it's all going on. <laughs> all right. Buckle, buckle up, boy, and hang on. Yeah, buckle up. Buckle up, buckaroo. This, <laughs> this I always put my hands up. I'm a hands up guy. I, I used to be scared to do that in the beginning until I started getting comfortable. You know, after like ten rides, then <laughs> I would do that. Um, I think the first one I did that on was on Goliath at Six Flags. Oh yeah, yeah. This one had like the steepest drop or whatever. Well, there's some of those roller coasters you gotta be very careful about putting your hands up on. You know, you fucking hit your hands on some shit. Oh yeah, well they go. I mean, like there's this one in Six Flags Georgia that goes underneath like a wooden like tunnel. If you have your hands up, it will just take oh, your arms right shit. off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my brother once put his hands up as we're getting close, and I pulled him right down. I was like, "Gotta be careful with like that." Just in bro. <laughs> yeah. Hands would have been gone right now. What are you? What are you doing? What are you thinking? Yeah, they don't grow back. Maybe when the aliens or, come, uh, we'll figure something out. But as of right now, they don't grow back. Is Six Flags open right now? Yes, it is. Just opened, actually. The Raging Waters is opening next week. Oh, really? FYI. I want to go to Six Flags. I haven't been in a couple of years. Let's go. I bought, I bought the annual pass and went one fucking time. Let's go. We'll live stream it the whole thing. That's fun. I love that X2 ride. Oh, the X2, yeah. Oh, that's the one that's like you're like spinning as you're as you're as you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even been on that one. Oh, you have to go. do. It's, it's a crazy. whole new fucking. You definitely want to make sure your joints are fine though. Yes, yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> they call it the four. It's like 4D, right, or 3D. Four different dimensions because you're you're spinning and you're moving and it's so like yeah you're spinning shit. rotating and then the roller coaster is moving already yeah and it goes backwards and forwards i gotta say like this has been an amazing podcast to be on dude yeah thanks man we're you know we're blown it's, away it's, uh, yeah I, I i dig these man they're fun i'm they're telling cool. you we're we're having more and more fun yeah. and and like i just feel like we're stepping our game up every every new guest like i don't know who we're gonna bring on after zach I don't know what's going to happen after Zach. Um, I had this one guy, okay, at an airport one time. He's talking to this chick. She's waiting at the airport, okay? And uh, he comes up, and I just say hi to him. I'm a talker, right? I'm a talker. Comes up, and he's like, yo, yeah. I'm like, what are you here for, man? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. The military is in Hawaii. Went to military hospital getting checked out, right? Okay, cool. Old war wound. Oh, cool. Yeah, what happened? I got shot with a plasma gun in my stomach right here in a battle. With the aliens. The girl immediately did, did, gets up and walks away. <laughs> the girl immediately just gets up. Like, okay. Not me. I'm a fucking I'm, talker. I'm like, no, hey, I want to no. fucking hear about this, right? So I'm like, wow, like, man. Wait, you're talking brother. to a guy who's talking to a girl? No, no. I'm sitting down talking to a girl. I'm just we're okay. waiting on our flight. And it, Oh, she, you were talking to a girl. I was talking to a girl. Just a oh, girl. He was talking just, to I was talking. We're talking about the plane, talking about Hawaii. We had a good time, whatever. And then this dude sits down, and I turn to him like, hey, how you doing, pal? We're waiting. We're waiting. Tells me he got shot. I'm like, oh, shit. Girl takes off. I don't know where she went, but I'm into this guy now. I'm like, whoa, what's about to happen, right? Yeah, he right. goes, yeah, so in New Tell Mexico, there are these dumbs. I don't know if you heard about dumbs, but they're these underground bases, right? This one apparently has nine levels. Each level is controlled by a different species of alien. The further you go down, the less friendly they are with us. Our people are not allowed past level seven. Can't go past level seven. We are not allowed down there. He gets the word, well, not him, but the military got the word. That what was going on down below was that they were abducting people, and there was an agreement saying you could abduct as many, you could abduct X amount of people, but apparently they were abducting more people than they thought, and they were conducting experiments on them mm. down below. So the word is, all right, we're gonna send a special unit in there to go rescue these fucking people. And hey, did he show you his wound? No, that's the one thing I wanted mm, to see. He okay. didn't show it to me. 
But no uh, proof. Where's the yeah, proof? Yeah, I was upset. I was upset. <laughs> so so he goes, so they sent us in there to go rescue these people. He says, we went down there. And he goes, we didn't get past the fucking front door. He goes, they engaged us right away, annihilated us. We had a whole squad, fucking 15 dudes, gone. He says, like, six of them were, like, evaporated into nothing. He goes, I got hit with, like, a graze, a graze me, but it fucking fucked me up, pulled us out of there. We retreated. There was a peace a, a peace agreement where they said, okay, we're going to stop abducting people. But they didn't rescue nobody <laughs> because they weren't allowed yeah, to. Yeah, this right, was in an airport that? in Hawaii while I'm waiting to come back to Cali. No. Okay, so part of me is like, okay, Zach, you had four white claws, three white claws, and now this guy's talking. So, am I hearing this correctly? Okay. Okay. Was the guy, I mean, did he look military to you? He definitely was military. Had the military cut, had the glasses on. He's definitely a vet, 100%. Um, Anything seem off to you, or did it seem more He correct? definitely seemed off like a motherfucker. Like okay. he seemed like he's been through it. He's like seen, he's seen some he shit. He had the thousand yards shit, there. And he's just you know tired I mean? of Well, I would shit. too if my people evaporated around me. Yeah. Right. Okay. So fair point. Yeah. So but not only that, she starts telling me that like, oh yeah, I've done a lot of stuff with these aliens. I was special forces. So particular, there's this alien. He's not, he's an alien, but he's actually, his name's Thoth. And if you know Thoth, Thoth is an Egyptian God. Apparently this Thoth is over two, 3,000 years old, Right. It was his job to protect Thoth. Thoth works within the government. He's a government advisor. They do shit together, right? So he was protecting this Thoth guy, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, one time we went fucking snorkeling in Shark Bay. And he's like, we're going snorkeling. I was with Thoth. He was snorkeling. I had to go snorkel with him. Random. Okay. This mm -hmm. fucking guy, right? So he goes, Thoth told me, hey, look in that cave. There's going to be a shark that's going to come out of that cave. And he goes, all right. So he goes and looks and no shit, a fucking shark swam out of that fucking and he was like, wow, that's some crazy mystical shit, right? So they're getting out of the water, and he tells Thoth, how the fuck did you know that a shark was going to come out of that cave? And he goes, it's called Shark Bay. <laughs> <laughs> like, no shit, a shark's going to come out of it. It's called Shark Bay. It's a bunch of fucking sharks. Uh -huh. But it's just the fucking, he tells me this while he's telling me about the fucking battle and the, 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 the nonchalantness of the story, the, the, you could tell he was really excited to tell somebody about this. And so I say, hey, wait, man, wait a minute. Because he says, they're following me to this day. I get followed everywhere. And I said, well, then what? So they're following you right now. Are you being washed right now? He goes, yeah, definitely. And I said, then why are you telling me this? <laughs> like, isn't that mean they're going to be after don't, me? I don't want them tracing me, bro. He goes, he goes, they know that you're not going to believe me. I can tell you everything. They know that you won't believe me. How like, long ago was this? This was in... Uh, 2014, not that long ago. And he said, he goes, I know they'll never believe me. I gave him my business card. I said, hey, man, you ever want to get tattooed? You give me a call. Mm -hmm. You ever in Cali, you give me a call. We'll bring the bus. Never called me ever. So yeah. I don't know if they ended him after that or what. Hopefully he but didn't get evaporated. That's like the zombies. closest I've ever had to having an alien <clears throat> experiment, experience, excuse me. And I totally forgot about it until right the fuck that, that sounds like it could be a cool book that maybe he's working on. He wanted to play with you and see he how you fucked, reacted he fucked with my head bro and he was like seeing so your reaction he he's me, like oh this is gonna be a good book he told me that the egyptian gods are real people and that a lot of them are still alive this particular one thoth is a government fucking consult consultation fucking consultant guy. consultant fucking. i'm like what the fuck and i flew home and i had a great fucking flight <laughs>
I feel like it should be like a side effect warning on these white claws. Warning, you might hear alien stories. Because <laughs> like, it's this... believing or distinguishing. I, we're gonna have to have a warning on this podcast. You yeah, buy right? some crazy well, alien shit. Yeah, if you don't want your mind twisted a little bit, maybe uh, skip this one. But don't skip it. It's well, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is the man for it. This is the man for it. I walk in this guy's fucking house, right? And on his wall, there's a neon sign that says, "I'm Zach James, bitch." <laughs> in neon all right i'm zach james bitch and i'm like this motherfucker right right you look to your right there's arcade games right here fucking an area where he's definitely gaming on his youtube fucking plaques and awards or fucking millions of followers or subs or i'm just, i'm taking pictures with this fucking trophy she's like oh i don't even i don't even give a shit about that one like I, I do. I'm taking a <laughs> I, with this i've shit. never seen one in person yeah dude he's got these fucking crazy disney fucking um uh they call them cells they call them cells, but they're animation cells from these old fucking shows and shit. He's got art all over the place. He's got a fucking, I don't know why, but he's got a rock pathway in his living room that takes you out to his deck. Bro, this guy's entire condo is a fucking So you have a transition cartoon. from the inside to the outside. Yeah, yeah right there. there. Yeah. But not only that, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say where you live, but he lives right on the harbor. So you walk out and there's just ocean and harbor and all these boats and everything right there. And Damn. it's just, it's fucking beautiful. This man, he's living right, which is why he's on this podcast. <laughs> he's today. living how I want to live. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, man. It was an experience and I knew it would be. Uh, oh yeah, bro. Better than the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, way better. Way yeah. better. We're trying to, we're going, we're, we're coming yeah, for we're, you, we're trying, Yeah, we're, we're coming coming to, you, you know, Joe. knock him off the, the top spot. <laughs> you will, you will, I believe it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, well, thank you for having me. I really had a good time. It's nice to catch up. Absolutely. Dude. I, I, like I said, it feels like it was fucking a month ago, but apparently three months ago. So um, again, yeah. I'm again, yeah. thank I, you so much for being on the podcast. So, so before, before we go, we're we cutting out. Well, you, yeah, well, you were doing um, what you want to do. What, what is your, your, uh, tag on social media or like, are you on everything? Or... Yeah. So I'm known for the Umama channel. Your mama. Your mama. Y-O-M-A-M-A. And I'm Zach James and you can find me pretty quick and easily everywhere across social media. Yes. Are you, and you're on TikTok? Yeah, I am on TikTok. All right. Yeah. Zach James, OBZ. It's, All right. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. So shoot him a follow. Shoot him some likes. Go through all the stuff. Yeah. Shoot him some likes. Shoot him if some follow. Give me a plasma ray. Yeah, shoot him a plasma ray. To Drop. Ribs. Just graze him, though. Don't I was going to say, don't, no direct yeah. shots. You might vaporize yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, any, if, and if, if you find him from this podcast, you know, throw a comment in there saying, hey, I came from the podcast. Good shit. That would, be, that would be helpful. Want some feedback. You know, and if you are an stuff. alien, get in contact with us. We will have you on the podcast. Thoth, if you're out there, sir, I'll go snorkeling with you anywhere you want, pal. I don't care. If you guys like tattoos too. If you, you like tattoos, tattoos, I know Egyptians like that shit. Yeah. Let us know. Let's get it. Let's get yeah. it. I like beer and White Claw. We'll get a drink. <laughs> That's right. There we we'll go. Paid. It'll be a party. We'll just have a good time. You know, just make make a weekend out of it. Make, make a, a freaking weekend out of it. And let's Definitely. change some lives. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Zach. Appreciate you coming out. Thank you guys for having you know, me. It's been a good time. Killer, dude. And cool. uh, yeah, for uh, anyone watching, there'll be all the information if you missed it in the description below so you can follow everybody and uh, make sure if you're on Spotify to follow us and, and save, make sure you save this podcast, save this podcast. Exactly. And uh, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And it is dipping. So it's, dipping. it's a good time to so buy get in there and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you guys. Peace. Later. later. Dude.